Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, what's going on today, buddy? Very, very busy, very hectic day today, but I'm here. Sorry I'm a little late. Yeah, we're a little late today, but it's no big deal. It, you know, we always say 10.30-ish, live Wednesdays. Uh, we'll get here when we get here, do what we do. From there, how was the uh, how was the games tonight? Uh, all right, so uh, we, we... Let me preface real quick. Go ahead. Adam is a JV basketball coach, girls, Oak Hills basketball. Right. Uh, three games tonight? Three games tonight. Did we have a program win? We did not. We had a program loss. Ugh. Program loss. Freshman took care of business. Uh, JV and varsity suffered defeats. Uh, so, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was that was just part of the middle of my day. I started left left the house at six forty-five this morning for work. Went straight four thirty from Woodlawn to Fairfield. Coached a few games. You don't the, have the, oh. the 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 big story from the game yeah. is the girls are all standing there. After every after the varsity game's over, everybody comes out of the locker room, and the JV and freshman girls are standing there looking at us like, "What are we gonna do?" And we're like, "What are you talking about?" The bus broke down. Oh no! You no. gotta be kidding me! All the girls that rode the bus up, some of them went home with their parents, but um, the girls that were planning on riding it back did not get rides back on the bus. So all the coaches had to pile you all just the girls pile in their as many cars. girls as you can inside the yeah. car. Get get people uh, settled in. That's an awkward ride home. It was uh, it, ours was fine to be honest with you. I had uh, a sophomore and three freshmen. So th- and so three of the girls on my JV team, and then one of the one girl on the freshman team. But yeah. um, uh, we stopped at Chick Fil A. They were very happy. Oh, I was going to ask you what was the so what was on the radio. Nothing was on the radio today, but we went to the Xavier women's game on Sunday. Yeah. And I drove four of them up there, too, almost the same girls. And what was on the radio? So, so I tried to let them. I was like, I was trying to be nice and, and be the cool coach and, and be like, all right, whatever you guys want to listen to. Radio and I was, is yours. And I was like. And they said, what's a radio? I said, do you guys <laughs> listen to FM radio? Probably not, right? And the one girl says, what's that? <laughs> and uh, so I got a little laugh out of that. And I said, do you listen to a radio station or just your phone? And the one girl was like, yeah. And they didn't really have any. So I think somebody said, uh, I don't know, 101.3 or something like that. It was a, like a pop station or something okay. that we ended okay. up on. And let me tell you something. I don't follow any new music. Mostly really, really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for our in, in our ears, probably. Man, yeah. that, you know, that's what happens when you get old, man. Young kids' music just... It just don't hit like like the old stuff does. It didn't. So then, so it was super super cold on Sunday. So they all wanted to wait inside when we were leaving, and and Jared and I brought our cars around. The other coach, I, uh, coach I coach with, and uh, brought them around like to the doors of the Cintas Center to pick up the girls. And I got in and immediately changed it to my favorite FM station. <laughs> left it on there. Oh man, had some Earth, Wind, and Fire I on was the just way home. Say, are you a ninety-eight five guy? I do. That's my second favorite station. Second I think. favorite. What's number one? Uh, it's um one. It's uh one hundred point three. I think it's like the, like the. So definitely. So jam, so when jam, you originally like said the R and B jamming oldies or whatever. One girl said one hundred point three. That was definitely not the actual station she said. No, that's is that, your is that the one I said. Yeah. Okay, I forget what she said, but it was like yeah, I don't know. Either way. Either anyway, way. anyway, I need to get this out of my hand because I've bu- already clicked it five times. <laughs> very busy, very busy day, but I'm here. This is the last part of my day, and it's the most fun. And 
I'm ready to go. Well, I'm excited, man. Well, let's get it kicked off. Uh, we got a lot of stuff in, in store today. Yesterday we were talking about we're not sure exactly what we're going to talk about. Turns out we got a full show. Yes. So uh, let's get started off with, like we always do, we will, uh, we'll get into the people that support us and uh, let you know about them. Let's do it. Uh, if you're ready. I'm, I'm totally ready. I've been ready all day long. I've just been waiting. I'll start waiting off. for you to so, ask. Let, no, here's the deal. So I'm going to so talk we've about. Got, we've got a, we've got a, uh, there's a gym in Shiviet, uh training personally with Peggy Edwards that has, that has, uh, that has brought a deal onto the table for Nosebleeds podcast listeners. They get the first month free if they go to the gym and they mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. But before they go, they probably want to know a little bit more about it. So, Adam, tell them about the gym. Uh, training personally with Peggy Edwards is a gym that uh, is, is the perfect gym if you want to start that New Year's resolution of getting back in shape or getting just getting some exercise into your day. Finding some time for exercise, making some time for exercise really is what it is for most people because you can always find an excuse not to go. You got to find a gym, though, that you want to go, makes you want to go back, that you enjoy going to, and that place is training personally with Peggy Edwards. Peggy Edwards is a certified personal trainer and a certified nutrition specialist. She will help you achieve all of your fitness goals, whatever they are. She'll put you through a guided circuit training workout that will push you exactly how much you need to change your life for the better. Look better, feel better, be a happier person. Visit Training Personally at 3634 Boudinot Avenue. It's It looks like Boudinot or Boudinot or something, but it's B-O-U-D-I-N-O-T Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio, 45211 or the easiest way to find out more information is call Peggy Edwards or text her even. 513-328-0296. You can also find information on trainingpersonally.com or Training Personally with Peggy Edwards on Facebook. That's Peggy Edwards Training Personally, 513-328-0296. Also brought to you by Vandergriff Gymnastics at Vandergriff Gymnastics. Uh, you can get all of your little children gymnastic needs in one spot uh they flip you around they're gonna jump on trampolines every single class has got trampolines involved and if anybody has ever jumped on a trampoline they know that that's the most fun any little kid's ever gonna have best part about them in my in my point of view is that if you've got multiple kids and they're all different ages you don't have to worry about going different days different times of the day all that good stuff you go one time they split all the kids up in different parts of the gym, but you can have different different age groups all going at once. You got you got an hour and a half, hour, two hours, however long the classes are, and uh, get in, get out, man. And if you're there, you can go over to the gym, which is about a block away. Yeah, it, it's a Vandergriff is a big place, a big enough place where they can have multiple classes, but you can keep an eye on all of your kids at the same time in 100% their separate classes. In their separate classes, or like you said, drop them off. Go get your workout down the street in at training personally, and then come back and pick them up at Vandergriff. Contact Vandergriff, 513-481-4499 for the most up-to-date class schedule, 513-481-4499. We are out. This is now time for us to get down and dirty. Adam, you know, we we, we talked about what we were going to do today. Are we going to start with the fight? Do you want to start with the fight? I do. 
I'm excited about starting with the fight. So Kansas, <laughs> Kansas State last night. Not a good fight, by the way. We're not talking about a boxing match. Oh no, or we're an not MMA talking match. Connor. Which, by the way, we can talk. About we that. can talk a little bit about Connor, uh, uh, the Big Conor McGregor. McGregor fight, which was uh, less than what everybody really expected, or more than what they expected, depending on your terms or your thought process of the MMA. Uh, because I'm pretty excited about that, and I watched all the prelim fights. I did not get the main event card, so I didn't see Holly Holm or any of those that looked like those no. were better fights than anything that was on the prelims. But good for you for not paying for it. Uh, I mean, right now, you could, you could pay 85 bucks, got the fight, okay? Well, I mean, that's better than what it used to be. It was like 100 bucks for a pay-per-view before, but that 85 bucks also gave you a year subscription to ESPN3. Oh, uh, okay. ESPN3? Not ESPN+. I'm sorry. Plus. ESPN+. Oh, okay. I ESPN apologize. Plus. ESPN+. ESPN+. Plus. Okay. It My is, bad. Okay. I, I don't even... It, there's so many ESPN I, out there now. I don't I even know, know who's I, who anymore. I assume that was a separate thing, but yeah. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> no, but and normally, but if you have ESPN Plus already, the fight's sixty-five bucks. And if you are a, if you're somebody who watched MMA for years, or 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 even got into boxing, uh, it, I mean, it was a hundred, hundred and five bucks, hundred and six bucks, somewhere like that, to get a pay per view. Uh, so so sixty-five bucks isn't terrible, really. See, when I first problem is you have to have an ESPN Plus subscription. Yeah, and you pay monthly. You pay every month for an ESPN Plus subscription, plus you pay the additional sixty-five for the which oh, is oh, it's additional. I was yeah. I was mistaken by that. I got an ESPN Plus account a while ago, thinking you were going to get. All the I was going to get the MMA <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff too. Is good is good stuff on there, but. Um, but that's what I was thinking, no, and then I no, realized, oh, another 65A. But when I first yeah. started watching the pay-per-views, I used to get every single one of them at my house, and they were like 50 bucks. Man, I feel like they were always around 100 bucks, or maybe, no, maybe like, wherever I was going to go watch them, if, they were just yeah, telling us that's how much if, they were. If you got a like a Floyd Mayweather fight, like a Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, that, that like a boxing fight that's that yeah. high level... Uh, those were up there. Those were up there, 85, 90, maybe 100 bucks. Yeah. But the MMA fights used to be 50 bucks for, you know, and then and then after a while they were like, BJ well, Penn if you, yeah. Boyce Gracie. Right. <laughs> yeah, Matt Hughes Tito and Ortiz. Rich Franklin and, yeah, Chuck Liddell <laughs> and all those guys. Um, <laughs> the glory days. Those are the glory days. The glory days. Those, those are like the days of SNL with – Chris Farley and Adam Sandler oh, and David yeah. Spade and Chris all Rock those guys. And Chris yeah. Rock, yeah. No doubt. Yep. Anyway, uh, but on to – Besides that, we, we, we may or may not get into Connor. There's not really right. wasn't much to talk about no. it. The most thing – the biggest thing to talk about the Connor fight is more about who he's going to fight next. Is he going to stay at 170? Is he going to drop down to 155? Every – uh, it, it, it's interesting to, to, to see or think. Maybe we'll talk about that on another podcast. We've never got into uh, the MMA side of things before. So that could be something we try. We can. All right. Come well, on. let's start with this fight. Kansas, Kansas State. Big rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, do you want to you set us up? I can try. Um, I, I tried to watch it really quickly at work today, and um, I, I was – pretty immediately distracted so i saw like uh bits and pieces of it but then i just watched it right before we came on here and i was trying to piece it all together and i heard of some people talking about it as well so um <laughs> but we had uh there was like six seconds left i want to say in the game kansas kansas was up 22 points dribbling the ball out and a kansas state player put the pressure on him stole the ball at half court went down to score at the buzzer and uh, a, a Kansas player came from behind, 
made uh, a very impressive block. I'm not going to lie lie to you. The block that D'Souza, D'Souza, mm-hmm. the block he had on that play was incredible. I mean, it was LeBron James uh, via who, – who did he block? Was that was that uh, Iguodala in, when he was in Cleveland – uh, when LeBron was in Cleveland uh, in in Game Six or whatever that was, was it a uh, like a chase down? Yeah, like the chase the, down, the, the yeah. chase down block. Um, yeah, I think so. I think, I think it, was it was Iguodala. Yeah. It was either Iguodala or Draymond Green. But either I mean, way. E- this this block was even more forceful than that one. Oh I think. yeah, I mean it was crazy. But so he stands over top of him, which automatically is going to cause a problem. At every that time. point in time, that's an automatic technical fact. And it was not just standing over top and looking at him like you get. Guys, guys block shots and got in there. The whoever they blocked is on the floor, and they look down at them and look down at them and give them a stare and turn around and run down the court. It happens all the time. Right. Uh, happened tonight in the Xavier game. This was totally different. Mm-hmm. Not only did he stare him down, but he stood. I mean, he got all the way up to where his feet were touching him and stood over top of him staring. He walked over to him. Oh yeah, no doubt. And uh, a lot of it was on the side of the K State bench, and a lot of the K State players uh, on the bench didn't like it, and they came came running out. Players, all players, all benches clear. Everything went bananas. Automatic suspension if you come off the bench. Well, then the, <laughs> these two teams aren't playing. No, you're right. They're They've not. got five guys that are going to be able to play. Yep. <laughs> because not even because the one who who was the worst in this whole thing, and I'm going to say it, D'Souza. D'Souza, I'm going to keep calling him that. I don't know if that's how you say his name or not. Everybody's telling me that he's the worst player and he's the worst in this fight. That's what you keep hearing. He's been the wor- he's, he was the worst of this fight. He's the reason it started. He did the most in the fight. I'm going to tell you there's a guy who came off that K-State bench who was not playing, could not play cuz he was in street clothes. And I think that kid was the worst at everything. Is that right? Uh he's the one who I think immediately Jumped in and tried to get things going farther than it reg- than it was. Could you- it would have been just a regular scrum, after, you know, people pushing and shoving. That stuff happens all the time. This dude came up and he—I don't know who it was. He had glasses on, white white pants, black shirt. That's the kid that, in my eyes, should get the most uh, should be in the most trouble in this whole thing. Could you tell if he was the first one to throw a punch? Could you see who was the first not, to throw a punch? I couldn't tell. You know, D'Souza okay. definitely threw one, but it was and it was at that guy. But I don't know if there was something done first to him. There was no reason for that guy to get to come off the bench and do what he did, though. Right. In my eyes, if you're on the court, you know, you're you're pushing people away. You're getting in people. You're you're making sure this fight doesn't happen, or you're breaking it up, or you're instigating even more. Either way, but you're on the court. You come off the bench. Especially if you're not even dressing for the game, and you get in that, and you get into that, that dude. I don't know if there's been anything that has come out about who's been. I, the only thing I know is uh, D'Souza's suspended indefinitely. Right, Kansas, Kansas uh, has suspended him indefinitely. I think that's the only thing, the only suspension or anything that we know of so far. So, in that case, I'm a. I, let's get to the chair. Can we get to the chair? Go ahead and get to the chair. D'Souza picked up a chair and lifted it over his head like he was going to strike someone with it, like it was, like he was mankind or or hardcore Holly or somebody like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. What do you think about this? I'm going to let you go first, and then I'll go in after you. Obviously, so we already talked about it. D'Souza. How many times? First off, how many times have you actually seen it? Like it, they replayed it what three, four, five times when you were watching it. 
Uh, they Did you really it watch it closely? Really, like twi- two or three times. Yeah, I tried to, but I didn't watch the entire. I didn't watch all of the replays they but showed. It's mostly I want to know about the chair or the the chair. Did I, you did you really pay attention to the chair? I did. Yes. Okay. I did. Tell me what you think. So it looks like he picked up a chair. Uh, it was it like a stool or something. It was more like yeah, a stool. more like a stool. So it was more like a stool, but he picked it up, turned toward, and what part of this fight was hard to see. So it was in front of, it was on the baseline, kind of in front of Kansas State's bench, like you said, and then it poured into all the way up to where the stands start in front of the Kansas student section. Right. And it went all the way up to the stands where they start, and there must have been a Kansas State player that got down onto the ground somehow, um, up against the stands because there were there were multiple Kansas players standing over someone that you couldn't see yeah. in that thing and I and it looked like D'Souza when he picked that chair up turned and of course there are a, a hundred people going toward this thing and there are people everywhere going nuts and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and by the way the only cop I saw there was standing there watching it. But, um, What's he gonna do? <laughs> I know. What but, do you want him to do? Well, are you serious? Every, you want that cop to go do something? Everybody else is getting in there trying to do stuff. I ain't getting in there. The only thing I could I could think There's of for the no cop. Chance. No the, chance. You're a police officer. That's your job. But anyway, the, the you're, only you're thing that you. are one guy. You're going to break up a fight between 30, 40 I'm not a, people. I'm not expecting him to break up the entire fight immediately. So what do you want I'm, him ex, to do? I'm expecting him to do what everybody else is trying to do. Get and, in there and, and try and attempt. At least, make an attempt. At okay. least. I mean, I'm with you on get that. Get people out of yeah, there. I'm with you on that. I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree. When it's that. your job specifically and everyone else is doing it except you. I didn't you. see the cops, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, – oh, so D'Souza picks up the chair. looks like he kind of turns toward where those guys are going back almost right in front of the student section. And he he has it lifted over his head, and it looks like he has it like in both hands that he's going to hit somebody with it. And I think he realizes there's nobody around to hit with it. Because he looked around and it looked like there were only kind of Kansas players right around him. So, but he kind of like started walking toward where the bigger, you know, pack was or whatever. And then it looked like he almost just kind of dropped it behind his head or something. Okay. I'm glad you said that because people are getting in. So, so here's the deal. When we all, we all come to crossroads in our lives and I, Max Kellerman said this and, 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 and I really liked the way he brought it up. I don't usually like Max Kellerman's usually gets on my nerves, mm-hmm. but he brought this up and it made kind of sense to me. We all come to crossroads in our lives and sometimes we make the right decision. Sometimes we make the wrong decision. However, if you make the wrong decision, but then realize you made the wrong decision and then turn around and make a better decision. I think that in a way, I'm not saying in any way that what he did by picking up that picture of him with a chair over his head is going to go down in infamy, right? It's going to be like like Kenny Freeze coming out of or 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 not Kenny Freeze but uh uh Yancey Gates. Yancey Gates hitting <laughs> Kenny Freeze in the face full extended punch in the face, right? That <laughs> right. that's it's going to go down with that picture yeah. as infamous as it gets. So but you can see him somebody goes to grab the chair, they miss. And you can see him. He realizes there's a split second, and he's like, and I don't know if it's that there's no one to hit or if he just realized this isn't the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he drops the chair. Yes, he, he does. Do- he totally drops the chair. Nobody grabs the chair out of his hand. Keep hearing people say an assistant coach had to grab it out of his hand. No, guy reached in to try to get it, did not. 
mm-hmm. he dropped the chair. Yeah. In I, only a way, saw, I only saw that part once, and I thought that, yeah. In a way, I want to say good for him. Not good for him for picking it up and wanting to hit somebody. Not good for him for starting this whole deal. Good for him for, for realizing he was about to make a mistake and stopping it. I'm, uh, I 100% agree with that. I, if we're looking for a silver lining, if we're looking for to pick out good points here, um, then that's one of them. I, I mean, it's one of the worst parts of the fight is him picking up a chair and thinking, I'm going to use this as a weapon. But he, but he didn't ultimately. He mm-hmm. ultimately did not hit anyone with the chair. He dropped it, uh, and I, you know, who knows what exactly was going on in his head. But that's what happened, um, and he didn't. I, you know, I don't think that I don't think that changes the whatever suspend. Well, he's suspended indefinitely. He's suspended, which, indefinitely, which yeah. we have no idea what that means, really. I mean, he, he could he could be suspended indefinitely, and in one week they could come back and say, okay, he's reinstated, or he could be done for the season. He could be kicked off of Kansas's team. Sure, whatever. So, um, but but I don't I don't think you know him deciding not to use the chair and hit somebody. I'm not anything. saying it's going to change anything. I, I though, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm I'm happy the kid didn't do it. So am I. And I think so am I. in in my eyes, that makes a big difference. I want to play something here. Dick Vitale, they played almost immediately after this started. Oh gosh. All right. So I want I want to play this. <laughs> I want to play this e- for you. Emotional yes, guy. Yes, I want to play this for you and I want to get your first reaction. A regrettable, ugly scene has marred an otherwise great night of college basketball. We want to bring in our Hall of Famer, Dick Vitale, calling tonight's Duke game in Cameron Indoor. Duke, uh, Dick, what's your reaction to what you saw in Lawrence, Kansas tonight? Duke. Well, just absolutely sickening, unbelievable. In 40 years on my TV, I haven't seen anything like that unless you go to the NBA and you look at the Pistons brawl that took place at the Palace. I think there's no doubt in my mind. Really quick, 40 years he's been doing this. He's never seen anything like this except for the malice at the pal in the palace. Okay. I I he might have been he might have done that crosstown shootout game. I was just going to say the crosstown <laughs> shootout that that ended in a brawl was a thousand times worse than this in my eyes. It was it was definitely as bad at least and yeah, at maybe least worse. as bad. Yeah, I he that was an overstatement anyway. Okay. All right, uh, continue. That the Sosa never ever should put a uniform on again in college basketball. None, as Seth said. Should never put a uniform on in college basketball again. Um, every single person in that crosstown shootout fight put a uniform back on for both their teams. Correct. Did uh? Do you? Does anybody know how old this this is a young fellow is? I don't, but I do know that he was suspended uh, by the NCAA for a certain amount of time. I don't know how long. Uh, I want. I don't know if it was ten games or half a season or what. But they ended up reinstating him because he took twenty five hundred dollars from somebody. I I thought I'd heard that he had yeah. been in trouble before. Now at the same time, that's a whole different story mm-hmm. and ridiculous. The, obviously, they reinstated him. If the NCAA reinstated you and you took money, then there was something in the background that they realized was wrong. So that's true. Altogether, the fact that these kids can't get money whenever somebody wants to give them money is, in my eyes, that's ridiculous and stupid. And we can get into that in a whole, a whole different, yeah. <laughs> whole different conversation. However, uh, I don't know exactly how old he is. I could probably figure it out by going to his, going to their website. But I got. I got this up right now. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> is that it for Mr. Vital? Or uh, those are those were. I to be honest, 
when I when I the reason I wanted to play this, I stopped right there. I've never <laughs> listened past this because I, I was so furious. You. I was see. so furious with Dick Vitale. Like, this is the most. This is I. The thing that irritates me more than anything in media is the over immediate overreaction. Yeah. Immediate, just want to stone whoever did whatever they did. It, immediate terribleness that that goes without knowing. Any more details? Yeah. Without and, and in this case, you don't need to know any more details. You can see it, but it happens all the time. Like that. That the God, I can't even remember. There's so many things that that have happened where you know uh, a protest happens and something happens and everybody goes nuts about it and then comes out to come to find out. Oh wait, the person who everybody just you know crucified actually wasn't nearly as bad he wasn't even the wrong he was the one who was instigated against instead of being the instigator mm -hmm. happens all the time but wherever the camera's at at the right time wrong time all that so i hate that i can't stand that let's all sit back let's think about this for a minute let's oh, put is, into context what happened that is not the culture we are in today my, my man but i agree with you that it'd be great if it was it is not the culture and i can't stand that and yeah. that right there that's why i wanted to play this that right there that immediate that, that this whole first take crap mm -hmm. i um i i i'm it's it i can't even tell you how much it annoys me dick vital i love dick vital i'm not going to lie to you i love the passion that he puts into every game that he calls i think he's ridiculous and way over the top and i mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's real or fake or if that's you know i don't know but this irritates me yeah I, and I can see why. It, it. I guarantee he's not the only one who had that immediate overreaction. I, I'm sure everybody everywhere was doing it, especially fans of both teams. Tell you my and, dad did. I got a tweeter, tweeter uh, text <laughs> immediately. Did you see this? Oh my God! What happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a huge deal. If you're a sports fan, if you're a basketball fan, it's a huge, huge deal. And I, um, I don't know that I agree that it's quite at the mouse. Uh, the Malice the Palace level. Not even close. They were yeah. beating up fans. Right. They yeah. were throwing went, punches at fans. Yeah. All the way up into like the, you know, Eighth tenth row. row. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. If you ever different. get a chance, if you ever get a chance uh, to hear, Steven, Steven Jackson has a podcast now. Yeah. Okay. And it's with, it's with, uh, is it Barnes? Matt Barnes? Oh my, those two together? I'm pretty sure it is. Which, oh my Yeah, how God. great is that? Anyway, he's got a really funny story about the Malice in the Palace sitting sitting in the in the locker room after all that went down. He was sitting next to Ron Artest, and I believe, I be, if I can remember correctly, I, and don't quote me on this. Go back and listen to and listen to Stephen Jackson tell the story. Ron Artest, uh, aka Metal World Peace, looks at him and goes. So do you think we're going to get in trouble for this? <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that. Now that you said that, I have heard that. He said, Ron, we may never play basketball again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, look, uh, if if Steven Jackson reacted that way, then that kind of gives you a, a, an insight into what you know Dick Vitale might have been thinking no, when he was there. No, no, no. Steven Jackson was in eighth row. Punching fans—that's way different right. than, a, than a brawl that breaks out in the middle of a basketball game between two teams. But if, and, and there were, I think, some fans, and I saw a cheerleader and stuff involved in it because <laughs> it, it did spill into it that. It spilled into it, but there was the no—it was not focused on that. 
Right. It was focused on each other. It just so happened to be under the basket, pushed into that baseline. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I'm yeah, Dick Vitale's a silly goose and everything. So, um, <laughs> but but let me ask you something that's that's important to me that I, that there's a chance we might disagree on here. I've heard several people talk about how upset they are, or how despicable it was, or how the whole thing was started by the Kansas State player. I'm excited about this. All right, go ahead. That went for the steal and got the steal at the end of the game, at the end of a 22-point game. <clears throat> now, because because what I've and I, I'll tell you, it was it, it was, was a the 21 two, it was point game. It was it was 81 to 60 at the time. 59. Okay, 81 59. Was it 59? The yeah. the final score was 81 to 60. Was it really? Yeah. Well, then they didn't. So then there must have been free throws because they they, they they weren't gonna they, they did they call some, a foul on that? They called technicals. I think they called like oh. double technicals. So somebody was shooting free throws. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe okay. it was eighty to fifty nine, and it ended up being eighty one to sixty or whatever. Either way, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Oh well, okay. So first of all, Bruce Weber, coach of Kansas State, said that at the end of that game, he told them to back off and not. Yes, not I saw that. go after it in defense. Mm-hmm. So, number one, whether whether it's you know uh, good sportsmanship, bad sportsmanship, or in between, you didn't listen to what your coach asked you to do. Number one, it, and that's really it. Doesn't really matter to anybody else except for that team. It, uh, it doesn't okay. matter to anybody except Bruce Weber and the rest of that team. Yeah, and, and that's a that's something that he's going to have to address. And like I said, doesn't matter to anybody else. But um, there's a debate. I think. Where is it? Is it uh, unsportsmanlike, or is it is it bush league to go for that steal to still play hard when you're down 22 and they're just trying to dribble the ball out? They're kind of doing that out of respect. They're not they're not trying to score on you up 22. So is it? Do you give them the same level of okay? Let's just concede this game is over. Obviously, there's six seconds left. It's 22 point game. All let's right, let's so, all back off so nobody gets hurt and everybody's fine. I don't know what was happening before that. I know that at some points in games, Xavier just did it not that long ago, uh, where, where Xavier was down by 15 or so, and they, they in, in my eyes, I don't know, I never heard Travis Steele say this, but uh, they went into foul mode. They started fouling with two minutes left. And they fouled all the way until there was about eight seconds left in the game. And they were down by 15-20. Uh, but they continue to do it, and I and in my eyes, it was a all right. Let's work on this. Let's work on if we're in an end game situation and we need to do this. And that's that's how I saw it. You have an opportunity to do it because the other team they were playing, I can't remember who it was. It was in the big. It was a Big East game, but they were just trying to dribble the ball out, and they just kept getting fouled. They there was no fight that broke out. In my eyes, that's what was going on. The fans were booing them because they thought it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. However. If your coach tells you to back off, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, though, at the end of a game, you're frustrated, right? You just got beat by 20. Guys coming up, man, sometimes you just you see that ball and you're like, man, I'm just – give me, and you just go grab it, run down, throw a dunk. Just throw it down just because – in frustration. Right. Man, this is hard for me. I'm going to say, I, you know what? I don't have an issue with it. I don't have an issue with the Kansas State guy playing a little more aggressive. 
In in my eyes, you can play aggressive all the way to the end. I don't care what the score is, as long as it's aggressive and not stupid. And I think there's a really close, like what he did was a little bit of both. But that aggressive nature, I, I can't always be upset with that. Yeah, and it wasn't – he was aggressive, but it, number one, I think it looked more aggressive because the the guy – dribbling the ball out for Kansas was just standing there trying yeah, to dribble he the was, ball out. I mean, he kind of he kind of tried to pull well, push the guy away when he saw him coming when, at him. When he came at him, yeah. Um, he just tried to protect the ball. But it, it is very interesting, and I'm a little bit torn too. But it's I, hard, I can, right? Well, it's hard because at one, in one point you're like, okay, you should be upset at the fact that you just got beat by 20, and you should have a little bit of fire in your belly, and I, and I want you to be aggressive until the final whistle. You hear that all the time. Play hard to the final whistle. Yes. At the same time, it I watched James Posey, James Posey get cussed out by Chris by Skip Prosser because he threw a three up when they were up by twenty and there was one second left on the clock. He was just dribbling out, threw a three up, and he hit it, and Skip Prosser about ripped his head off. And that's what I wanted to say is I there's a huge difference to me between doing it when you're losing the game and when you're winning the game. And we talked about this last year with Jamal Murray, yeah. um, who yeah. I can't remember who they were playing. but uh, he, No, it was, uh, Cle- it was Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? Because it was uh, Kyrie that was the one who threw the ball right. up in the stands. You're right about that. Um, so, or was it It was Boston, wasn't it? Wasn't it just or last Boston. year? No, no, no yeah, yeah, it was. It was Boston. Yeah, because it was you're Kyrie. Right, you're, right. you're right. It was Kyrie, though. So, um, <laughs> so, I think there is a big difference. If you're winning by 20 or whatever it is, the game's in hand clearly – and you shoot the ball again, I think that's I think that's a little bit disrespectful. If you are losing, I'm a little bit more okay with you still trying to play to to the end. But at the same time, like I said, there is a they are just trying to dribble the ball out. And that's why that's I, that's, that's exactly why coaches tell you to back off because they they understand the game is over. It doesn't matter whether you get this steal and knock down a three or knock down a half court shot. You're gonna lose by, you're gonna lose by uh, 19 instead of 22. You mm-hmm. know, and it's not really worth anybody anything like this happening. That's one of the reasons that because of the frustration that you were talking about that people feel when they lose, especially in very highly competitive sports at a high level, like that, you get you do get frustrated, and that's when. You have to be under control the most, I think, is you can't let that. It's I'm not okay with him doing that out of anger or frustration. I'm only okay with him if he if he's not playing with that mentality, if he's playing with I'm just trying to score. I'm just trying to get the ball back and score. And that because that's what I'm supposed to do. And we're losing and I'm trying to catch up only if he's doing that. But it's still they're out of respect not trying to score on you just you know dribbling the clock out so that so that everything can be fine we can get the game over with and everything's done and and everybody's fine nobody gets hurt or anything like that so you are taking that you know you are increasing the risk of all of those things happening and people getting upset like that they didn't like that's why the kid D'Souza ran down and blocked the shot and got in his face cuz he was mad that he thought that yeah. was disrespectful and um so I, and I kind of understand that so let's get off of that side and let's go to the D'Souza side are you okay with what he did dribbling the clock out if you're dribbling the clock out you know that game's over 
and you get a little pisky, pesky uh, pissant that decides he's going to take the ball from you and go dunk it with five seconds left in the game. Are you okay with him then returning the uh, aggressiveness and chasing him down and blocking the shot, or would you rather him just let that guy go, dunk it, and be done? I understand being a little bit um, offended by it, but not you're winning by 22 points. You can't let that affect you that much that you go down and do something stupid. You can't do that. You, gonna, you just won by 22. You need to be like, okay, now we won by 20 instead of 22 because this guy's an idiot and he's going to go down. Yeah, but you know how it is when you're when you're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. you got a whole different mentality than you, you do, do when you're 38 years old. I, I remember if that would have happened to me, I would have chased his ass down. I'm going to tell you right now, I would have chased his, I would have chased him down immediately. I probably would have fouled him. I wouldn't even blocked him. I probably would have fouled him <laughs> as he went up. Yeah, um, but that's it's different. It's it's that's that's I'm, I'm that's being completely honest. I probably would have fouled him and, and because I because I would be so upset at the 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 idiot the idiot idiocy idiocy idiocrity whatever of what he just did. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know that they are. You know, it's a it's a really competitive, and I'm sure you know as a rivalry game, it's always really heated between those two teams anyway. Yeah. Um. And so I'm sure there was talking and all kinds of – it was physical, I'm sure. They always let those rivalry games go as far as calling fouls and stuff like that. I'm sure it was building up all game long. And so I'm sure there was bad blood already, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. And like you said, the kid's 18, 19, and you think differently at those moments. But you're playing for one of the best coaches in the country who care about – teaching life lessons just as much as they care about teaching basketball. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff, I mean, you know, maybe it took this for them to to be taught something that's going to be really valuable. But, you know, I, I'm telling you, coaches talk about, you know, how often? mental toughness and stuff like that yeah, and how, that's not mentally tough chasing the guy down and trying to prove your trying to prove your manhood but after how you block often the shot as a is coach do you get into that kind of situation you're doing game situation all the time you never talk about that situation happening no so you're relying on your kids and i say kids because these are kids mm-hmm. you're relying on these kids to just know that's what they should do yeah as an adult okay like in the nba I, I do expect you to be a little different because you're an adult, you're getting paid. It's a it's a different racket. But on a on a on the side of, of coaching kids, college, high school, I, it's it's hard to afterwards and once again, this is me half playing devil's advocate because I, I feel like everybody needs to see the side of the kid. They immediately want to kick the kid. They immediately want to go after the kid that did it. But nobody looks at what that kid's thinking in that time. And I'm telling you right now, to, to just assume a kid knows not to do that without ever being taught that or ever having it happened in their career, and I don't know that it had or hadn't in any AAU game or whatever, but... To just assume that, I, I feel like that's not fair to – now it's not a fair to the kids in that matter. Right. The people that are talking about this in the media and people like us are all going to be adults pretty much who have a lot more life experience and a lot more uh, uh, time and, and resources to 
uh, figure out how to how to be classy and how to you know you 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 <laughs> understand yeah you understand a much better in your later twenties and certainly your thirties and forties and and beyond um, what it means to you know to be a good person and and to handle yourself carry yourself with class and respect and all that kind of stuff and I you're right I, that's great perspective honestly that you know trying to think of it from an 18 year old or 19 year old however old this kid is or all these kids are about that age thinking about it from their perspective you know their testosterone's all over the place because you're involved in a in a sport with all other yep. men and all the time as and it's physical a sport as there is it's it's physical constant contact right yeah yeah for the non-contact sports it is as physical as <laughs> as you can't, i mean it's as, it's it's constant contact it in, is in basketball you're, you're constantly pushing pulling whatever all the time it's not obviously you're not running and tackling somebody right but it's as much contact as you're going to get in any sport yeah so <laughs> okay maybe except obviously football or rugby but i'm saying right. you know and that and it's it's interesting that you that you brought that up because you're right. It's hard to to remember what you might have thought about in that moment when you were that age. Um, and I honestly I can't tell you. I know that I was a much more fiery when I was you know 18 or 19 you or whatever. Were. That yeah, you know that. And I and uh, than I am now. And um, but and very competitive in basketball and all that kind of stuff like just you know that competitive fire that you want to play with all the time because you grow up hearing like that's how you're supposed to play but then it takes getting older and experiencing some of those th- types of things to put that together to learn how to play with passion with fire with maybe a little bit of emotion but also curbing all of that enough to where you can also be a you know, your, your actual personality and becoming a good person, you know, balances with that, with that fire and with, with wanting to play competitively. Sure. Um, I didn't say that well at all, but anyway, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it is, it's hard to remember how the kid thinks, but at the same time, this in what you said it to start, this is a learning experience for these kids, and whether they never play again or whether they don't play the rest of the season and come back next season or whatever, you know, ultimately you hope that this is this is going to be end up being a good thing for everybody that was involved here because I, you learn from it. I hope that they. I, I think everyone will learn from it, and and you hate to say that it's. I, I hope it's a good thing. Obviously, it's not a good thing, but no. yeah, in the end. Man, you got to come out, with, try to find a positive in this somehow, and that is the positive side of it. Hopefully, these kids learn a lesson from it. Uh, there's going to be suspensions. There's going to be kids that aren't going to be playing. I truly, truly, truly hope that these kids are all back on the floor, um, at least by the end of of their um, conference schedule. I would like. To, I, I hope they're all able to play again. I hope. I hope the NCAA doesn't get overboard. I hope Kansas or Kansas State doesn't go overboard and uh, and, and and keep these kids off the floor for an entire year. I hope they let these kids have a second chance. Okay. So, on, on the other hand, maybe devil's advocate for me now. Um, in, in a similar with the, kind of a similar situation with what we were talking about with the Astros last week. Major, major, major penalties for the Astros as far as general you know, manager, general manager, manager, manager. Sure. So yeah, um, because 
because they wanted to set a precedent and they wanted to prove a point that this is unacceptable and we're going to show you how big a deal this is right now so that that helps uh you know keep people from you know keeping people from doing it later so um it it would make sense to me i'm not i'm not i'm not saying everybody should be kicked off the team and should never play basketball again but i'm definitely okay with the folks that were involved and especially the the few that were most heavily involved in starting it or escalating it being removed for the rest of the season i am total i would i think that would be a good punishment because that's that is a strong enough punishment that you're going to think about it you're going to sit there for the rest of the year and maybe into the, i'm sure for, at least for Kansas into the tournament and you have to watch your teammates do it without you and and feel like you let your teammates down because of because of a moment of um, not being able to control your yourself or your control your emotions. So you're going to make them you're going to make them make them and their team pay for it for an entire season, for the whole season, for the for the postseason, for everything. For the yeah, which when we're halfway there, um, maybe more than that. Um, so yes, for half a season, yes, I think that's. I don't, I don't like that. I, 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 I'd be okay if they 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 said okay. Uh, regular season conference, you guys are out. Conference tournament comes in, everybody can come back. Everybody does it. You bring your team back to full. I want your guys' teams to be able to play together because there can be enough damage done by missing the last 10, 12 games or whatever, however many games they got left. There can be enough damage being done in those 12, 13 games of missing those to put your team in a worse seed or a worse spot or or maybe even to miss the postseason in a in a in a, in a uh, case of Kansas State mm-hmm. because of what you did. But man, when it comes down to the end of it, man, these kids I I feel like these kids need I feel like they need I hate to be the world of second chances and all this, you know, I'm all about being old school and and kids are given everything all the time, but in, there are some cases, and I think this is one where they should be able to come back and and, and, and at least play in the postseason. I got you. They'll get their second chance. It just needs to be next season for me. We'll find out. Some of them may may, may never play in in those uniforms again. Some of them may be seniors. Some of them may never play another game again. So right. it, it's not like the NBA where there's a next season for everybody. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Unless you do something like super crazy. Um, even Ron Artest got to play the next year. Ron Artest did play after that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Steven Jackson. Right. Anyway, um, all right, so so enough of the fight. That's what we think. If you think anything different, let us know. You can hit Adam up on the tweet box at Adam Schmidt forty four. You can hit me at sick with it, S I C W H I T T I T. Um catch us on the nosebleeds on Facebook. We go live every Wednesday ish or ten thirty ish on Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesday-ish. Wednesday-ish. Wednesday-ish is correct, Wednesday-ish too. Wednesday-ish is actually correct, too. We've hit some Thursdays in there, <laughs> and we've missed a couple here and there. But, yeah, Wednesdays, 1030-ish uh, on the Facebook Live. Uh, and then, of course, on Thursday mornings, you can catch it on all your favorite podcast platforms, such as iTunes, Apple Podcast, iHeart, uh, Spotify, and, and many, many, many others. So... Moving on from the fight, uh, are you getting on to check out some some comments? Is that what you're doing right now? I am. Tr- yeah. Do we have any? Uh, we 
I don't believe so. Yeah, there's yet. about seven or eight comments in there. We'll get Are to there? those later. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yep. I will. Uh, we'll get to. We'll get to those anyway. Uh, I wanted. This is what I want to talk about. We talk about the Hall of Fame in baseball every year. Yes, we do. And uh, this year, I don't. I. I need. To, I have not read any stories on this, and I have not looked into it very far. But I just got on to baseballreference.com and checked out just the past few years ballots. Uh, you know who who made it, who didn't, where their percentages were, things like that. You have to have seventy five percent of the vote to become a Hall of Famer. Every ballot gets is it eight eight spots or six ten. spots? Ten you, spots. You, can you vote, vote for, for 10. ten people. Yeah. So I just want to kind of throw this out there. Two thousand fifteen, there was five hundred and forty nine ballots casted. 8.42 people. You don't have to write all 10 people in. You don't have to. Correct. You can vote for one or zero, or zero or whatever. 549 ballots casted, 8.42 votes per ballot. Uh, 16, 2016, 440 ballots, 7.95. 2017, 442 ballots, 8.13 votes per ballot. 18, 422 with 8.46 votes per ballot. 2019, 425, 8.01 votes per ballot. 2020, 397 ballots entered. Only 6.61 votes per ballot. Why do you think that is? I think that is because there's less young people coming up. And some of the some of the older guys that have left, uh, and the older guys that are left aren't going to vote for certain people. I, 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 man, I that doesn't even make sense in my head. I don't know. I have no idea. I just saw that, and it seems like an anom- an anomaly an anomaly to me. Eight point three, eight point four, seven point nine, eight point one, eight point four, eight point zero. Votes per ballot, and then six point six votes per ballot. And so there are less, fifty less ballots. Yeah, less less ballots cast and uh, less votes for Hall of Fame members. Either way, congratulations to Derek Jeter and Larry Walker. Uh, they are both in via the regular uh, ballots. Derek Jeter ninety nine point seven. Let's talk about that. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. And you know how irritated I get at people <laughs> for being stupid. Last year, Mariana Rivera became the first, is that correct? The first 100% absolute unanimous Hall of Fame ballot, uh, Hall of Fame inductee. Correct. Uh, 2016 was the next closest. It was uh, Ken Griffey Jr. at 99.3. There was 440 ballots casted that year this year is 397 Derek Jeter hit 99.7 of it so he was better than Griffey which tells me it tells me both those years 16 with Griffey and 2020 with Jeter there was one person out there that decided that Ken Griffey Jr. was not a Hall of Famer there was one person out there that decided that Derek Jeter is not a Hall of Famer I understand it more Jeter than I do with Griffey. However, both of them are Hall of Famers. Why is it such a bad thing to be... 
why, why does everybody make such a big deal about being a unanimous Hall of Famer and the guy that gets it is a flipping closer? Yeah. The one guy's a closer? The one spot on your baseball team that is the easiest to fill? <laughs> yes, I agree with you. How ridiculous <laughs> is that? Dude, no, don't get me wrong. Mariana Rivera, uh, as unhittable a pitcher over the span of 10 to 15 years or whatever as there has been. One, he in, is, one inning well, at a time. He... It, <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) However, I'm fine with him being unanimous. The fact that they're going to do this kind of stuff to Ken Griffey Jr. and to guys like Derek Jeter and Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones is not a unanimous Hall of Famer. 97.2. Are you kidding me? What? I don't. I absolutely don't. Greg Maddox, ninety-seven point two. You're telling me. <laughs> you're Maddox. telling me that that Mariano Rivera is a more unanimous Hall of Fame inductee <laughs> than Greg Maddox. I was all worked up about this last time we talked about it, and you were getting on me about being so worked up about it. I, I'm getting more irritated the more I look at this. The more I look at this thing, this page right here. It's infuriating, isn't it? Oh my god! Did I get on you for being irritated about this? <laughs> yes, because I was still kind of, I was still worked up about exactly what you're talking about. These guys, you go down the list: Babe Ruth. Uh, Ted Williams. Well, those don't count uh, because I mean, the, the Babe Ruth was the original. It, he was he was part of the original class. And, and, that does, yeah, that doesn't and, count. And, and maybe and maybe voting was different then. It, but the, I mean, he was voted in. There was no. I mean, it, okay. There, actually, there was. I take it back. Ty Cobb ninety eight point two. Okay. Honus see. Wagner ninety five point one. Babe Ruth ninety five point one. Christy Mathewson ninety point seven. And that in here, this is even more ridiculous. Two hundred twenty six ballots. They used nine, almost everybody put 10 people on that ballot. 9.87 votes per ballot. And they didn't all vote for Babe Ruth? <laughs> they left them all. They didn't all vote for Honus, Honus Wagner? Are you kidding me? These, Christy Mathewson, these are the greatest baseball players in from from the, the 1900s to 1936. There was, there were... The, yeah, no, I'm telling you. Tris Speaker, Napa Joy, 83.6, 82.1. Go back and look at what they did. They they still to this day would be unanimous Hall of Famers. And that's back in the 30s. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about talk about Tony Gwynn and Cal Ripken and uh, yes. Randy Johnson and uh, I mean <laughs> guys who there's there's no reason for anyone to not vote. That's the thing. Nolan is, Ryan, ninety eight point eight. Brett yeah. <laughs> George Brett. That what a, what a great year. Nineteen ninety nine. Nolan Ryan, George Brett, Robin Yunt. Wow. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, God, there's some great baseball players. You know that? <laughs> yeah, there were some great God baseball players. America, these guys are phenomenal. <laughs> Even a guy like Ricky Henderson, ninety four point eight. Yeah. I'm sorry. That dude's a whole. You can't not think of him and say, "Yeah, yeah, no, no the, there's no you. You cannot give me a reason he's not a Hall of Famer." The mo- So what? Uh, what do you have to do to win baseball games? Score runs, right? Yeah. The most runs scored in the history of baseball, and he wasn't a, a, a unanimous Hall of Famer, dude. Um, I, I, okay, <laughs> I'm 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 happy. I I mean, you matched my intensity about I don't that, know I think, what happened last year compared to this year maybe it was because I was just looking at I remember last year when we did this mm-hmm. I just looked at that year's voting and the percentages and things like that I'm not sitting here where I have every single year yeah. and all the voting percentages on here on 
I, it's frustrating to think about those guys, the Griffey Juniors, and all the guys who are. There's no. There's no reason at all for. Now you want to talk about the steroid guys and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. And we will. That'll be part of this. We're going to get into that because I got some numbers on that. I want to throw out at you too. Okay. Um. And let's get into that. Joe DiMaggio, 88.8. Are you kidding me? Is that That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. This is so stupid. Bob yeah. Feller, 93.8. No, no, no. Try 100%. Um, Stan Musial, 93.2. Let's yeah, be honest. He was garbage. Let's let's get real here. Where's my – Where I'm just looking for what year did uh, – what year did Roberto Clemente get in? Because I might, I might throw this iPad through the, I might throw this iPad through something. Let's see. Now, six, you know what? Seventy. But seven, we six, talked about this when we were talking about. I'm shaking. Some of these. Mickey things. Mantle, eighty-eight point two. Come on, be stupid. <laughs> All right, so. I'm shaking right now. We're we're so so, but we have to get we have to get past this. We do. We at do. At some point, we do. So so, but the thing is. Yeah, how is Derek Jeter not unanimous? And I, I told you know when we started talking about this, when we were talking about uh, months ago, uh, who was eligible this year, which was Jeter and and a few other guys, and I was like, and I told you, at first thought, I was like, eh, Jeter's overrated. I don't know. I got to really look at his numbers. I'm not sure if he's a hall. And then I actually looked at his numbers, and I'm like, wait a second, it's not even close. Not even close. <laughs> it's not. It's not even close. So he's he's, he's a hall of famer. Derek Jeter's a Hall of Famer. Without question. Um, so <laughs> he also won what, four rings or something? Four, three, four, five rings. Which which, which can, is a team thing. Right. Trust me, I understand it, but when you're the captain of the team, guess what, brother? You are the team. Yeah. And he was captain just as much for his uh f- for his personality and his cl- and his I'm, like the the importance uh, of his of him as a person. And re- being a representative, being the face of that team, he was, ju- I think, just as much there the captain guys, for that reason. There's a guy, there are guys on every team that are the face of that team that sit on the bench and cheer harder than everybody else. And they're known, everybody knows who they are because they're always being the crazy one and they keep the lot, they keep that place up and they are the, they are the breath of the personality of the team. Mm-hmm. But they're not the captain because right. they're not on the field doing it every single day and doing it well every single day and doing it consistent every single day. I don't think most baseball teams name captains anymore. So no, I think that's which is even more impressive. Well, <laughs> yes. But that's kind of to my point is I think a big reason he was a really good player, but just as much I think they decided to name him captain because of his his face in the public eye. I mean, because of how people revered him, because he was this clean cut, you know, never got in any trouble, you know, always sure. spoke very well and all that kind of stuff. Because of those things, just as much as, as how he played baseball. Um, but it, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested, honestly, to talk about Larry Walker. All right. We can, we can talk about Larry Walker. I'm, I'm okay with that. Before we get into Larry Walker, can we go over – uh, can we talk real quick about the steroid guys? Yeah, let's do that. There's really only two of them, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, there's two of them that are that are close. Clemens and Clemens and Bonds. What I think is interesting is that nobody talks about Sammy Sosa, and Sammy Sosa hit over 600 home runs. I'm talking about being close to having a chance at at 
at doing this. And 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 don't don't get me wrong, his numbers could be there, but but I'm talking about guys that are actually uh, in the in the perspective of the voting right now. Getting yeah, getting yeah. The, the amount of votes you need. Yeah, I still am trying to find out. Okay, Hall of Fame, 1973. I need to see something real quick. <laughs> Just real quick, I'm, I need to scroll to 1973, uh, 87, 80, 79, 76. doesn't even say that. It's just got Warren Spahn, all of that. Okay, so there must have not been a vote on Roberto Clemente. He must have just oh, been Oh, he named, just got in, yeah. Which yeah. is weird, but. Yeah, I, he, I mean, he, probably didn't, he probably didn't have to wait the five or seven years or whatever. No, yeah, right? cause he, he, yeah, because he died in 72, so, and then he got put in the Hall of Fame in 73, right, so right. that had to be one of those special requests. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was that gonna, counts as unanimous to me, dude. I was gonna, I was about to throw this iPad. Thank God they put him in for that reason, and I didn't have to get upset. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get into these guys. So uh, the the ones that I want to talk about are Clemens and Bonds, right? Because they're the right. ones that have been there for what? Um, I think it's eight years now. Is it eight years? And you Pretty get sure ten? Get, yeah, I think they get two, two more years. years now. Listen. Uh, a guy like a guy like um, Mike Mussina last year was at sixty three. Sorry, he hit it at 76.7% of the vote. 2018, he was at 63 and a half. 2017, he was at 51.8. Okay, so in two years, he went from 51.8 to being a Hall of Famer. Barry Bonds and uh, Roger Clemens have slowly, every single year, gone up in percentage. And I'm talking in very small uh, quantities. Starting yeah. starting when they first got on, uh, which would have been in thirteen, and they were they started at thirty seven point six, thirty six point two. Yeah. And it's always been Clemens above Bonds. Then they went down a, a tick, thirty five, thirty four, then thirty seven, thirty six. Then you start seeing jumps, forty five, forty four, fifty four percent, fifty three percent. 59%, and then this year, 61% for Clemens and 60 for Bonds. There's only one guy above them right now that didn't make the Hall of Fame this year, and it was Kurt Schilling, who was at 70%, who is probably going to make it next year. Right. Kurt Schilling's at 70%. These two are second and third off the ballot. Off the induction list. Mm -hmm. They've got two years. Does it happen? Um, I don't. um, It either happens the last year or it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen next year. (laughs) Great answer. I know. I know. Great answer. That's a typical Adam Schmidt answer. Uh, Will it happen is the question. And Adam's answer is yes or no. Yeah, it either will or it won't. Okay, let um. me let me show you how it's done. No, I don't think it happens. I don't. Okay. I, they they have never made a big enough jump. They're not going to jump twelve to fifteen percent. It's just not going to happen. These two are unfortunately, depending on who you are, not going to make it on a regular ballot. So then, do they make it on the? Is it the veterans committee? The veterans or? committee is not going to vote them in right now. No, these these two, it's going to be a Pete Rose fight for their life to get into the Hall of Fame. Now, once you get guys, once you get all the guys from the 70s and the 80s gone and dead 
and not voting in the <laughs> in the in the in the old timer vote or whatever. Once you get those old old Hall of Famers out, now you got a chance. Thirty years from now, yeah. I think you have an opportunity. When what? they're 70, 80 years old, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens have an opportunity of getting in the Hall of Fame. For the next twenty years, I don't see it. Okay. Wow, that's man. Does that make sense? Tell me it, that it what does. I said doesn't make sense. No, it does. It does. Um because you're the bulk of the guys in the Hall of Fame right now are guys from that are still living mm-hmm. are going to be guys in the 70s, 80s and 90s. 90s obviously, we know that's when this whole thing started. Right. Until more of those guys get in and 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 now if you're a clean guy, do you want those guys in? You got to keep it uh keep it keep it what it is. You know you're getting you're hanging with guys like Joe Morgan. You're hanging with guys like uh you know Carlton Fisk and 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 cats like that. Uh, do you Johnny Bench, who are all against it? Do you want these guys in? I, I I do think once their peers, once more of their peers start getting in and having those votes, um, I do think enough time passes. I, I think time time heals all wounds, right? Isn't that isn't that the saying? And I think that time will help people and I think because it because it already is you can see in the in the writer's vote that it's helping yeah as more time passes people people uh-huh. that that stigma of the the steroid thing wears off a little bit more all the time people retire different things happen it's yeah you're, you're just further removed from it all the time and you just and you end up just going back and looking at their numbers again and you're like Man, yeah, there Dude's was that legit. whole thing surrounding it. <laughs> Dude's but legit. Gosh, I mean, you couldn't, you could not throw in 2002. You could not throw a strike to Barry Bonds, or he was hitting it for a home run. He was walked. He was intentionally walked with the bases loaded. Right. Yep. Yeah, teams were that, willing. By the to way, give that's a not run. a joke. <laughs> they were willing to give a run up, then pitch to Barry Bonds with runners in scoring position. I would have too. That's the crazy. As long as as long as you're not tying tying or life. going behind in a game, I would too. That's because nuts. if you if you throw him a strike and there are guys on base, he's probably driving him in that year because he just was not you could not pitch to him. So once anyway. again, though, steroids does not make your eyes better. Steroids will make you stronger and will make the ball jump farther and harder off the bat. Sure, I understand that, but. Cats still got to make contact, you know what I mean? Barry Bonds was as legit a pure hitter as there has ever been in this game. Yeah, yeah. Steroids or no steroids. And same with Clemens. Steroids don't don't necessarily uh, give you control, give you better control. I mean, maybe in – I don't know, man. Maybe in a roundabout way. He had a a two-year span where he started to struggle, and then all of a sudden he got bigger and got – and got uh, got pretty good. That sure, but but before way before that, just like Bonds and Pittsburgh, sure. yep, I, as good as anybody was, in the game. He was going to be sure. all. He was he was on his way to being as the best pitcher of his era. There's no speaking question. of that. Speaking of being the best pitcher of his of his of his era and and playing for the Boston Red Sox, Pedro Martinez, eighty five point four percent for real. Pedro Martinez <laughs> was as locked down a Hall of Famer of his time. He was the best pitcher of his era and if that's not a unanimous vote for somebody or at least in the 90s wait a minute 85.4 wait 
What? You said Roger Clemens was, and then you said Pedro Martinez was, and I've got a different one for you. It's Randy Johnson. All three of those guys pitch at the same time. So why can't they all? Hold on, hold on. But but who was the best? Who was the best? Randy Johnson was ninety-seven point three. Who was the best pitcher of their era? If it's between those three. Uh oh. So you want now? You're just telling me to pick between those three. Mm -hmm. Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez. If I had one game to win, one game. Your your game six. I need to win it. I'm throwing Pedro Martinez out there. He would be my third choice of those three. Are you kidding me? No. Pedro Martinez won more big games than anybody, any of those guys. Pedro Martinez was incredible. Pedro Martinez could do things with a baseball that 99.8% of pitchers that have ever played this game could never imagine being able to do. Except throw it hard in his last 10 years. But didn't need to because it could do, he could make a ball do anything. But Randy Johnson did both, I think. And I, for me, it's Randy Johnson one. Randy then Johnson then had Clemens. a slider that would take your head off, and he threw the ball 103 miles an hour. So, right. sure. Right. Uh, uh, so for me, for you me, it was Randy no, Johnson. I'm taking then it, it back. Clemens, no, I take it back. It, I take all that back. It's Pedro Martinez. Taking it all back. Greg Maddox. I want Greg Maddox okay. on the mound. Yeah, if he if he if he's what a, yeah. what a group of what what an arrow the nineties so good awesome. night the so the awesome. pitching in the nineties just to throw those names out there <laughs> just oh those four God. don't even add anybody else even Dude, if they're, there's, there's probably plenty somebody of else. really good ones Tom Glavin guys like that yeah. but but Greg those Maddox four though good night Greg Maddox uh, Randy Johnson Pedro Martinez Roger Clemens holy macaroni and cheese was there a decade that you had four guys at that level i'm sure every decade would probably Man, throw you throw you, you know some names you out, got the tom Seaver. uh i mean we would have to look it up honestly off the top of my head there's no way i would remember you wouldn't automatically you would say no just because but i feel yeah. like there was some real you know uh, steve carlton tom Seaver. um uh, Jim Palmer was in that era. You know, there was some lockdown studs. Bob Gibson was even kind of at the beginning of that, not quite in it, but sixties, right? Sixties, uh, seventies. Yeah, he was. He was in the. He was in the early seventies. I don't know. Yeah, uh, this pl- is. I'm so irritated. You know, right it's funny. Like, Hank Aaron, ninety-seven point eight. <laughs> I know that's the stupidest one. That's the stupidest one of the. Where's whole night. Willie Mays? Now I got to see Willie Mays. I don't even ninety-four point seven. Are you kidding? Ninety. He didn't even make ninety-five percent of the vote. I. I he was I, the only one to get voted in that year, which he should be by himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. For, for, uh, for I can't. A, I, gotta, Hank, I gotta turn this page. For, for Hank Aaron, page turn it off. For Hank Aaron to not to not be a unanimous Hall of Famer is is funnier than any stand-up special that we have watched so far. You're telling me that <laughs> that Mariano Rivera. Uh, and I don't want to take things away from Mariano Rivera. That's, I do. That's not fair. I, <laughs> I want to do. take him away. But it's not fair to him because he was as dominant at his position as anybody in the game ever. And so was Hank Aaron. <laughs> and so was Hank Aaron. Um, and so was Larry Walker. No, not quite Larry Sorry, Walker. Let's but let's talk about Larry Walker. But look. Uh, so he was he was a guy that I was really excited when we talked about our our picks uh, when the ballot came out, whatever it was three months ago or four yep. or five months ago or whatever it was, and we talked about this. He was one guy I was like I'm I'm hard in on Larry Walker. I I really wanted to see him get in, um, 
And he did, and I'm a little surprised that he got in and some of the similar guys that were kind of your shill, which I think I left shilling off my list, to be honest with you, but the shillings and um, the uh, the Gary Sheffields and those type of guys. Gary Sheffields got that, got that, got the, the juice and stigma on him. I guess. He does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's it. Okay. And then you talk about him. Then you talk about Manny Ramirez, who was as good a hitter as anybody for 10 years. The thing and is, is, is what, what, what's the stat? What's the stat for Larry Walker that throws him above everybody else? It just the RBIs? Is it the RBIs or the average? Because he only had 2,100 hits. I say only. He had 380, less than 400 home runs. Uh, he, you know, his batting average. What was his batting was average? I mean, a lifetime three thirteen batting average. That he, that that's th- incredible. He th- was as good a hitter as there was of his generation. Pure hitting, base hitting hitter. However, he also never played more than one hundred and forty five games. Well, he played one hundred fifty one time. Other than that, he never played more than one hundred forty five games. You're gonna see that go away anyway. People, I don't, don't care. I'm talking about and in generation. This his generation wasn't like that. He played with Cal Ripken Jr. and guys like that. So you had you had three thirteen. You already talked about three batting titles. Uh, he was an MVP one year. He had a nine sixty five OPS, which is really really good. Uh, he was only a, an All Star five times, which is weird, and only a Silver Slugger three times, which is even more. Crazy. I don't know how he, how that happened. I don't either. But he was a seven time Gold Glove winner, and I think that's what puts it over the top for me is because he was and yes, his home run and RBI that. numbers. Don't quite match up, but he was a he was a a great a, you know for his era as great a defensive player as there was, and as great a hitter as there was. And I think those making him a complete player. I think for me that's what puts it over the top. Um, but seven you, seven gold gloves is impressive. Yeah, especially for an old guy who. Um, well, let's be honest. He just didn't look very athletic. He didn't, but he was so good. He was so 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 good, and then you talk about you know Todd Helton and and Jeff Kent maybe who I think I left off my but I think Sheffield's in I told you I think Omar Vizquel's in, um, you know I think Manny for a hundred percent is in and Bonds and Clemens for me are, um, and I you know there were a few other guys that were kind of borderline but. It's just interesting to me. I was really happy to see Larry Walker get in, but it was kind of interesting to see him get in and not a few of the other guys that I think are kind of on a similar plane. I think what you said, the points you made put him above a lot of guys. A lot of those guys aren't MV, didn't have an MVP year. A lot of those guys didn't lead the league in batting you know, three times and have an over 300 batting average at the end of their career. I mean, that's barely anybody does that anymore, but... Uh, I think those are the and seven gold gloves. Unless you're talking about Omar Vizquel, you know, give me somebody else. You know what I mean? There, not, yeah. n- nobody else is there. Todd Helton, Todd Helton was as good a pure hitter as there was that way. But for me, for me, Todd Helton is right there almost with Larry. But Walker. I don't know that I consider that Hall of Fame status. Uh, the same amount of All Stars, All Star games, uh, three gold gloves for Helton. Four times Silver Slugger, so more times as a Silver Slugger than than Larry Walker. Now they played different positions, and that matters, I think. But he did win a batting title, three sixteen uh, lifetime average, which is better than Larry Walker's. I think he had, I think he scored more runs and maybe even had more RBIs. And his OPS was like 10, 12 points lower, but it's still nine fifty three. I think he was pretty close. I mean, seven Gold Gloves though. That's a that's maybe, a big number. Maybe that's, that's big the, number. that is a big number. Maybe that's a big part of it. 
I'm not sure. Anyway, happy Congra- Larry, happy Larry Walker yep. and, and Jer- Derek Jeter both. Happy got Larry it. Walker, yeah. Congratulations to Larry <laughs> Kenneth Robert Walker, uh, as well as I'm Derek. Tell you, oh no, no, Derek Peter Jeter. Here it is. As well as, uh, where does it say full name at? His middle name's Peter. I already know. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, this doesn't have the same thing. Where that had a whole big thing about how long his name was. All right, Derek Jeter. Yeah, Derek Peter Jeter. Is his? Is that? Are you messing with me right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Full name is Derek Sanderson Jeter. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, named after Grandpa Sanderson. Yes, Derek Sanderson Jeter. Yeah. All right, uh, Colonel Sanders. All right, so let's move on. Let's move on. Um, let's do it. Let's get into something fun. Let's do something fun before we talk about. We've got we've got more stuff to say, man. We got we got NFL playoffs on here that we were going to talk oh, we're about. We're going to speed right through that, buddy. Uh, do we need to? Because uh, I mean, well, we get we have two weeks. We have two honestly, weeks to talk because, about it. Yeah, yeah. let's we're, we'll pr- let's focus more next week on the NFL playoffs. Let's what do you do think? Yep, good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Pat Mahomes. By the way, I don't know if you know this or not, but I don't. my NFL champion pick at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. was the Kansas City Chiefs. Was it? It was. I'm sure I have that written down somewhere. I can go back and look, but I trust you. I believe you. Mine was the Kansas City Chiefs, so I am still in the uh, in it for the bet that we made, which, <laughs> do you remember the bet that we made on that, if one of us hit that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have to eat uh, four, I have to eat five stupid hot wings. You from... have to eat five stupid hot hot dogs from... <laughs> 30 francs. Hot dogs would be so much worse. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, let's do something. Let's mess around. Before we get to the comedy segment, we've we spent a lot of time on a fight. Uh, I got a little overpassionate, I guess, on the uh, Hall of Fame deal. Uh, swipe left, swipe right is something that we have not done in a long time. We keep saying we're going to bring it back. And uh, I'm, I, I want to bring it back. I want to do swipe left, swipe right. It's one of our favorite things. It, it, it stems off an episode Eight, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like that was something I used to say all the time. Probably. Episode eight, probably uh, with Adam and his uh, dating websites. <laughs> so, swipe left, swipe right. Adam, do you got any good ones for me, buddy? Chick Fil A. Swipe right. Swipe right. But, yeah, I mean, is that a joke? See, and that's the thing. It's 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 a no brainer for you. It's a no brainer for ninety nine point nine percent. I'm the guy that doesn't vote it though. What? I'm the guy that keeps it out of the Hall of Fame. What? <laughs> I swipe left. I no, swipe left on it. No, take that back. You don't keep it out of the Hall of Fame. You keep oh, it from being I keep unanimous it from being unanimous. Vote. Sorry, yes, correct. It's still it's going in to the, the Hall of Fame. Fame. It's in the Hall of He's, Fame. Chick-fil-A is going to the Hall of Fame. All right. Not uh, because swipe of Swipe left, swipe right. Popeyes. Uh, spicy chicken sandwich alone, easy swipe right. Everything else swipe left i'm gonna tell you something i finally tried it last week did you hey i've had it twice since <laughs> yeah i did that too that it's so good. good it's so good it's good and and it's not really the chicken that's the spicy part it's the sauce it's the sauce and the sauce is t- terrific yeah i i, I it's sensational. so i got a classic for my wife and i got a spicy for me got home and did i tried both i said i don't know which one's which so i was like let me try a little bite of this chicken a little bite of the chicken that's classic. The classic. Try a little bite of great. the other chicken. Same exact chicken sandwich. Yeah. Except then I realized 
there was different sauce on it. Yeah. That's when I realized that's where the that's where the spicy was. I, I way, swiped left on the classic. I swiped right on the uh, spicy. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, I, I'm 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 good with that. Yeah, but for me, uh, I don't know. I mean, Chick Fil A is like out of this world popular for everybody. I am not a fan. Uh, chick- the chicken's always the chicken's never overdone. It's never underdone. The chicken's always pretty consistent. That's a big thing for me is consistency. A mm-hmm. uh, little overpriced in my eyes. However, um, they can do the, it though. The consistency factor to it keep me coming back all day long. No, there's no there's no fast food restaurant with that kind of consistency. Really, I feel like every every fast food restaurant is going to be consistent with their biggest item. I mean, they're consistently nasty. Well, I could take a bite of a Big I, Mac and just Big Mac sauce be all over me because somebody decided they were going to put half a gallon on it, or I could take a bite of it and there was like a splash of it. Every time I get chicken from Chick-fil-A, it's cooked well, it looks the same, It's and, and, and it's good. See, I don't. I just don't think it's that good. I just don't think the food's that good. I think it's way, way, way overrated. But that's just me. I'm a weirdo anyway. You know about my food, about how I, about how I'm just I, waiting for lightning to strike. Oh, um, God's gonna strike lightning down on you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you say. No, God, God swipes left on on Chick Fil A as well. There's no chance God swipes <laughs> left on Chick Fil A. No, they're they're like a like Jesus, a, Christ, Jesus a, will a Christian. Be, Jesus is going to be reborn in Chick Fil A. <laughs> he's going to turn. He's going to turn pleasure. one. He's going to turn one loaf of bread into seventy thousand chicken sandwiches for a for some for, and when for he, a concert. And when he point. does it, everybody is going to go, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much!" And he's going to say, "My pleasure." Ooh, that Jesus has a cool voice. You obviously don't go to Chick Fil A. Very often, do you? Oh, do they say they that? They say my pleasure like 4,327 times every time oh. you order. They should find some synonyms and use some different words. I agree, because it gets annoying <laughs> after a while. It's annoying <laughs> as I'll get out. Anyway, uh, swipe left, swipe right. Uh, swipe left, swipe right. Man, I did a really good job this week. I had, I had, I got some really good ones for you. Good. I need you to, because I did not have time to do anything. <laughs> I shouldn't say I didn't have time. I just Today, I didn't have time. Good because uh, I have no idea. Swipe left, swipe right. Uh, uh, fa- oh. fans that n- <laughs> yeah, because I now, didn't do anything at all. It. You get it right? Yeah. Uh, swipe left, swipe right. Fans at basketball games. Oh, swipe so far left. Oh my gosh, fans at basketball games are the worst thing in my it's the life. Easiest thing for me to do because then I can just talk about Xavier <laughs> basketball because I was at a game today. Who apparently the the guy next to me. I, God love him. He's a good guy. Bill and Ellen. Not the people behind you. I don't want to know. The, the people, people behind me are the most annoying people gotta, in the world. Yeah. I have full conversations now to, with myself about during a game. They will. He'll say, he said today, he said, Jesus, this is an easy layup. How do you miss a layup? Okay, well, you're falling away from the basket. You got a guy's arm down your throat. You're, you're six foot two, and the guy in front of you is seven foot. No. No, and I say all this is all this is the conversation I now have out loud forward. 
I hope you hear me and realize how stupid you sound back there, you <laughs> daggone dingwag. You are having a conversation with this guy. You're just not looking at him. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling him how stupid he is. I hate saying the word stupid, and I apologize, but I'm telling him how dumb he is by doing it's just as bad uh, by 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 saying it forward. But the guy next to me, God love him. It doesn't matter. He's he's the fan that. Uh, probably I come to find out he was in the band, uh, through college, which doesn't mean anything at all. I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying he probably wasn't the best athlete. Okay. Right. Okay. And you were in the band so he for played, a couple so years, he played but that it. doesn't mean you weren't a big, you weren't a good athlete. Just saying that this dude, mm. this dude didn't play the drums in the band. He played the tuba. Uh, uh he played saxophone. Oh, see, that's kind of cool though. Well, it's kind of cool, but not very athletic. No, I held a saxophone in the band. Couldn't that's play. That's right. It. You, you I couldn't that's play right. it though. Couldn't play. You did. You know who else played the saxophone? Who's that? And was as athletic a pl- uh, uh, an athlete as there ever was. <laughs> who? And was the drum major at the same time? I have no idea. That would be Vince Carter. Really? Yes. How incredible is that? Played the saxophone and drum major in All his right. high school. So band. anyway, I can tell you, sitting next to this guy, he's not Vince Carter. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he got like I said, God love him. Uh, Good guy, but he's your typical fan that you sit next to at every single game. That when everything's an over the back call against Xavier, <laughs> yeah. why over the back, over the <laughs> just back? Just cli- just cliches over and right. Clearly jumped straight up, reached over the little six foot two guy, seven foot, jumped straight up in the air, reached over top of him and got it. Never went forward. No weight was ever put on anybody. <laughs> Literally jumped straight up in the air and just took the ball because he's bigger. That's why he got the rebound, not because he went over the back. Everything's in over the back, and every single time somebody's running down the court and they stop and pivot and turn around, it's a travel. travel. Yeah. <laughs> no. He slid five feet. Did you see that? No. No, no actually, I, I no, nope. actually, I did not see that. <laughs> nope. I don't stop know. Stop just like everybody else does 200 times throughout the game. Najee Marshall's done it five times today. Didn't hear you say anything about him. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, they say if they do call a travel on us, it's what are you looking at? Or or every foul yeah. is the we should have never been a foul. Right. Guys, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's fouls a- happen to both teams. Yeah. Man. Do refs miss calls? Oh, all the time. All the time. And more now probably than ever before. However, it's okay when they miss them. But when you miss it and you just feel like yelling, I, it, I'm i getting good, though, because this is what I did. Okay, I said, dude, I need positive energy. We're good. We're good. It's positive energy. He goes, I'm positive they're going to lose this game. <laughs> uh, good. But now he knows I'm the positive guy, right? We've got that down. So he looks at me, and he'll get irritated and look at me, and I go, Glass half full, baby. Glass half full. And he just starts cracking up. We're good. Now we don't have to have conversations anymore. I like good. that. You did a good job with that. Cause you, cause, cause the guy behind me, I'm going to punch him in his face. <laughs> Isn't he like 90 years old? <laughs> no, his son's a thousand times worse. No, it's not even oh, the old I man. Gotcha, I gotcha, the old I man gotcha. did yell at somebody today to sit down, and I about. about <laughs> oh, that, there's there's six seconds down. left in the game. Six seconds left in the game. Xavier won. First time in three games that they've won a game. And and the guys, these guys are standing up, clapping them off the field. You know, standing there. Can't see. Sit down. Can you see? So, dude, shut up. What do you look, look at the big screen for the last two seconds of dribbling a ball down? What are you, what are you, what are you pissed about? Yeah. He, he cries when he goes home. He goes home and cries. <laughs> That's what he does. He goes home and cries. 
Such a miserable human being. Yeah, swipe left. And on his son is on, a thousand no. times worse. Sorry. Anyway, no, no, no. Sorry, I didn't mean. Swipe to left you. on everybody at, that, at a basketball game except me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> we just have ten thousand Chris's at a basketball game. <laughs> anyway, I'd be good there. Anyway. They'd all be having a conversation with each other, and nobody would be looking at each other. Yep, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, so that's enough. Uh, swipe left, swipe right. Let's get into Leslie Jones, man, because we like to do a comedy segment, right? That's right. All right, unless you have another swipe left, swipe right. Nope, that's okay, all I got. Good, neither do I. Uh, so, I do have one. Okay. Swipe left, swipe right, Leslie Jones. Uh, I'm going to go... Ooh. This is more than swipe left, swipe right, right? Because it you gotta, you got to give ha's. you got to give is. a ha it rating. Is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... I'm going to go with a swipe right. Okay. So I'm going to start this off. We do the comedy uh, the comedy segment every week on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We watch a comedy special, uh, usually relatively something relatively new. Uh, give it five up to five ha's. You can do anything in between one and five or zero and five, I guess. And I have implemented the decimal system. Where exactly. I- like I said, anywhere in between. Uh-huh. Uh, Adam has implemented the decimal system quite a few times. Uh, so... This week, we decided to watch the new Leslie Jones special. Was it Time Machine? Is that what it's called? Yes. All right. So, Time Machine comes out. So, uh, I'm gonna, I, I'll am gonna. i just start off. I, I, I'm going to give it, uh, just on, the, on the, high, the high rating, I'm going to go with a clean three. Better than half. Two and a half is, is, two and a half is average. I'm going to go with a clean three. It had some really good parts, and it, I, we'll talk about it. What about you? I wish I had written down my ha rating so that you could see what it was yeah. from last night when I watched it. Yeah. 3.1. 3.1. Good for you. 3.1. Here's the deal. All right. This is I got some I got a few little notes here of what I thought was good. But this is what I got out of out of Leslie Jones. I was excited about watching this dude. I really like her. I think she's hilarious. I she's the Tracy Morgan of women on Saturday Night Live. I said that the other when we were when right. we did this before. I think that she's just a nutcase. She's hilarious. She's first off, she's fifty two years old. Good for her. That's the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> Good for her. I had no clue. Two years old. If you told me she was twenty-two, I'd have been like, "Oh, okay." If I, you would have told me she was, listen, if you had told me she was 32, 32 42, whatever. Yeah, I fifty-two. Sure I would have guessed fifty-two. Let me tell you. I, I mean, don't 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 get this wrong. Don't get it twisted. If you've never seen Leslie Jones, I'm not acting like she's you know stone drop dead gorgeous or any you know 22 good looking girl she just doesn't look like she's 52 no she does not good for her anyway yeah. uh which she goes back in time that's part of the time machine thing to go talk to her 22 year old self which is pretty funny um i did find some of that funny however lots of screaming as <laughs> i wrote it really big lots of screaming i wrote down three things let's hear it. 52 years old no good when she screams, which is why it's a 3.1. It would have been like at least a three and a half if she didn't scream she all the didn't time. she didn't scream all the time. I think she was doing that because she thought it made the, whatever she was saying funnier. I it made it, it less oh funny every God, time she so did that. I was so irritated by it. it I, 
the first like one or two times I was like, oh, she's really pushing it out there. I'm good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she did it like every 10 seconds and yeah. I was done. The, the the closer it got to the end, the more the further along we got, the more she was yelling into the microphone. She also thought that her like silly, she there was a lot of not, no talking time where she would just do these like long segments of yeah, dancing, dancing or, or making <laughs> noises or stuff like that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need all that extra. You're just trying to fill in. To me, like you're filler, trying to yeah. fill an hour, so yeah. you need an extra couple minutes to just jump around and be a goofball. Um, but funny parts when she got off stage and stared at that guy and was talking to that guy uh, whose wife was with him about how great his wife is because of the things that she takes. Mm-hmm. I laughed very hard at that, even at the screaming parts. And the 22-year-old girl or the 20-year-old girl that had the sweater on that she got out there <laughs> and was making jokes about her, I laughed a whole lot at that. It's funny you said that because when she got down off stage and got in that guy's face and was screaming at him about it, oh, you were my least that. favorite part of the whole show. Was it? Yeah, I could. See I didn't it. think it was funny at all, and I, and I could see it in the guy's face too. I he didn't want. He be was there. smiling out of respect because he knew that's what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I think he was and uncomfortable, the, the wife, and I think he didn't think it was funny because it wasn't. The wife is staring at her, making like heart signs and stuff as they walk away. I thought that was great. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, the but wife the, was the, playing the into The twenty-year-old that had that she got really mad at because she had the sweater on, and then she said probably the funniest thing I thought of the whole thing, which was, uh, uh, <laughs> "I bet you, I bet you have draws on." Twenty-two year old uh, uh, snatch don't need draws. <laughs> that was the funniest part of the work because I looked at that girl in the audience. I was like, yeah, she got granny panties on. There ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was yeah, that was funny. Uh, I there there I were a lot really of funny. I didn't write down everything I thought was funny, but there were a lot of things I thought was funny. She had some really good jokes, I think. Um, and, and there were some parts, like you said, I agree that, you know, uh, the, the, the dancing thing. So th- one of the big stories she was telling was when Prince. she was, yeah. When she was, went to this club or whatever, when she was young, no, she got backstage at the Grammys. Oh, is that what it was? It was like, or was it a Grammys party after party or something okay. like that. Yeah. I was thinking, okay. I don't know why I thought it was a club, but anyway. Okay. So she was there and yeah, Prince was there. She said there were all these, and it was back in the whatever, the eighties or whatever, Hello, right? Cool J. Yeah. So she started naming these, and she said, she said, oh, that she said that he was a rapper back then or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she said uh, Tevin Campbell, and then she said um, white people were like looking at me like, who are you talking about? <laughs> and she said white people say, who are you talking about? And black people just say. Can we, we talk? talk? And I was so I I sang <laughs> that I love that song so much. That is definitely a ninety eight point five. <laughs> That's not ninety eight point five. That's one hundred point three. One hundred point three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Warm ninety eight doesn't play Tevin Campbell. I gotta hear one hundred point three. I think I would like it. I feel like one hundred point so three is gonna have a whole lot of like. Uh, um, is it got is it got some like boys to men and stuff like that on it? Yeah, stuff like that kind uh, of. I'm down for that. Boys to men. Uh, I put them, they're, they're top 10 all time. Uh, greatest group. Group for yeah, me ever. Yeah. Greatest group greatest ever? Greatest group for me ever. 
greatest well, okay. group. Well, okay, greatest R&B singing group ever. Like, do I put them over Earth, Wind, and Fire? No. No. But I'm, I'm good they're with, a singing group. I agree with that. I'm just saying, like, uh, all time. Hold on. Like, second. All time, like, musical, anything that has to do with music, musician, music, anything. Okay. Uh, I got them oh, top ten all time. For me, absolutely. For me, absolutely. Boys the men off the hook, off the chain. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're second. Second best r&b group ever gotcha yeah earth wind and fire no 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 who um it's a it's a band that a friend of ours was in uh singing oh yeah yeah uh not a friend of ours a friend of the podcast well devon air of ours by the way go to devonair.org what is it they've got their own web there's a website now dude i've been jamming to it lately because their music is finally on all the different music platforms got it on all the platforms devonair d-e-b-o-n-a-i-r that's right devonair there might be an e at the end no no devonair yeah oh my gosh there's some songs that i feel like andre needed to get in a little bit more and they've been better but then there's there's a couple songs the first two songs on that on the list Mm -hmm. i'm totally down with those dude i love them i listen to them all the time that's my that's my genre shout out to uh shout out to andre edwards our bangles uh at uh, lockdown bangles beat reporter uh, that comes on the show all the time. Anyway, okay, Leslie Jones. Um, Leslie Jones. One other thing. One other thing I thought was really funny that I wanted to say. The joke that I really like. She she goes through when you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties, right? Yeah. She says when you get to your thirties, you gotta decide. You gotta decide what you're gonna. What, what kind of person you're gonna be if you're a guy. Are you gonna continue to go with the hoes, or are you gonna go with the reformed ones? You know. The dental hygienist. (laughs) And I lost it. (laughs) She said it. You know every dental hygienist used to be a (laughs) And you know what's crazy? And you You know what's crazy? You look them in the eye and uh, (laughs) with all due respect, lots of great dental hygienists out there. And I'm sure many of them were not what Leslie Jones said. But I have seen plenty that. I know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> you don't know where her fingers were before they got in your mouth. Oh <laughs> God, I forgot about she that. She was cracking me up. <laughs> I gotta give it to her, man. Uh, she she did she did pretty good. It's if it wasn't for the yelling, I I could have gotten as high as maybe even a four because there had, there would have been more fill in time for her to make some good jokes. Yeah. There was some good stuff in it, and I laughed. Yeah, it was, yeah. I laughed a lot, and then I just sat there like, shut up. Jesus, why are you still screaming? Yeah. She screamed for like two minutes straight at one point in time. Yeah, the screaming was bad. but uh, like I've I never said, seen really any other stand-up from her, so I don't know what she's normally like, but I was excited just because of how much what she what she's done in the past. I was happy for her, though, and I'm, I'm happy that we picked that one because it was it – was, I guess I didn't really know exactly what to expect, but I, I think it either. was a little bit better than I was expecting. Yeah, I, I well, I don't know if it was better than I was expecting, but it was definitely different from than what I was expecting. I was expecting more Tracy Morgan, just off the wall, just a, a little odd, maybe total oddball yeah. kind of a thing. But she's not. She's no, fifty-two no. years old, and she talked a lot about that, and she's yeah. like a normal person now. She's awesome. <laughs> she's good. I I really like. I still. I don't know what that means. I haven't changed my ideas on her. I still like her a lot. Yeah. The just I think the special could have been better. Uh so what are we gonna do next? Oh my gosh. Um have you looked at anything yet? Let me uh yeah, let me pull up let's So pull I up. just got on Netflix. Yeah, you probably have it up already. I got on Netflix. Have you ever seen Fortune uh what's her I don't even know how to say her last name. Feimster, the big Oh Fortune Feimster, I think. Feimster. Have you ever seen her? She just came uh, out. She's got a brand yeah. new special out this year. Oh, does she? Two thousand twenty, just uh just out. 
Uh, she's always pretty funny. What else we got here on the... I don't know how I get the option for either choosing Adam or kids. I don't have any kids. I've never set up an, <laughs> an account for no? kids. No? Well, um, that's a good question, bud. But anyway, sure. if I want to watch some Daniel Tiger, I guess I'll click on the kids. Old Daniel Tiger. Uh, oh, here, I got it. You got it? We will watch uh, Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. That looks I'm hilarious. I'm watching that. That looks really funny. I would. That dude was messed up. <laughs> uh, we can get into that on a whole other episode. I, I, I'm really not seeing a whole lot of other stuff out here. Uh, Ricky uh, Gervais has uh, got, here we go, comedies. I don't know how new or old these are. That was from 18. Um, a lot of these aren't. You know, here's one. That, oh, we talked about doing like maybe Michelle Wolf. She's got one halfway new. Right. Um, Fortune's got got her new one. Seth Meyers. We never ended up doing that one. Yep. Uh, which is still there. Give me one, buddy. Tell me what we're gonna do. Let's do. Um, I say either. I say either Seth Meyers or Michelle Wolf. Okay. So, like I said before, oh, before we did this. Pick one. Tell me which one we're gonna do, man. Let's do. Uh, let's do Seth Myers. Seth Myers, it is. Because I've Seth o- Myers, lobby baby. Yeah, I, I only know him from Saturday Night Live and his show that I never watched. To be honest, with and you, I'm not gonna lie to you. Show. One of my least favorite parts of Saturday Night Live is the news. Really? I hate that. I like the guys now. I, mean, I do I, like that. I was just gonna say. I, I was just gonna say. Guys. I really like the guys now. Yeah, some yeah, of yeah. the old stuff. It's just Michael Che and Colin Jost. Michael right Che, now. that's the guy. Michael I Che is the Michael one che. I love. Yeah. Uh, Colin Colin Jost, you know, good for him. Uh, mainly just <laughs> good for him, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, but Michael Che is he's funny as all get out. Michael, they do a thing at Christmas where at Christmas they write jokes for each other. Okay, so they <laughs> oh, never I did see, see that. Oh my god, I did see it. <laughs> Colin Jost goes, "Oh, here we go. It's just going to be a whole bunch of racial things that I'm gonna I'm gonna say a bunch of racist stuff." <laughs> yeah. And it was all totally hilarious. It was oh, really funny. I love Michael that. Michael Che is cracking up. Oh, so funny. <laughs> I wish they did that more, like as I a regular. Yeah, thing. it's just so that would be funny. really funny. So funny. <laughs> anyway, um, God, yeah, Colin Jost, you. Mm. You can take you, a, you can, you can take the, some Twitter. You can take some Twitter hits for all the good stuff you got going on in your life, big boy. <laughs> but uh, Norm McDonald was a weekend I update guy. I thought he was guy. terrible on weekend update. He was just during that era though. That was the that was the greatest era for me though. Sure, you that know? era was good, but Norm McDonald was terrible. He's hated, just a strange guy. He's a strange I, guy. I like Norm McDonald. I think the his weirdness is funny. I thought it was terrible on that part of the show. You know who I loved more than him? Nope. His his name was just right here. Oh yeah. And from here to here, it lost got it. Lost somewhere. In not here. Dennis Miller. Nope. Nope. Do not care for Dennis Miller so much. But it was um, Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. I thought Kevin Nealon was okay. He did it for a long time. Have he did? Have you ever seen a Kevin Nealon stand up special? No. Way funnier than you would even think. I'm, He's I'm, really, really, I really that. funny. I believe that. Kevin we'll have to Nealon's write so Kevin funny. Nealon down. We'll have to check him out one day. Anyway, all right. So on that note, we'll go with uh, "Lobby Baby" by Seth Meyers. And uh, next week, we know for sure that we will be talking some NFL football. You know, we what I made the mistake of is thinking that we had another week for to talk about our NBA All-Star picks, oh, and I was don't. incorrect. Ooh, when, Tomorrow night, 
they announce the All Star. Well, let's do this. Let's, we'll talk next week. We'll also talk about uh, uh, All Star snubs and things like that. Okay. Real quick though, I need you to do something for me because Gonzaga is no longer the number one team in the country. They didn't lose though, right? They did not lose. But it's Baylor. But Baylor is now the number one. How bad? That's a, hey, you mounted it up here. Good yeah, job. I did. I figured. You know, I've kind well, of you fi- took down this microphone. I did. Too. I did. I did some work today, man. Hey, I did some man. work today on the studio. A little housekeeping. Yeah, business. a little housekeeping on the studio. So I'm going to need you to cross that Gonzaga out and write, uh, write Baylor down. Uh, this is the most changes we've now. I believe they said we've now tied the most, uh, the 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 most amount of different number one teams. Uh, since they kept track of this in 1949, I believe eight is the best number, and we're at seven now. Wow! Back in 1949, you're talking about number ones like oh, no, I think I think San the record, Francisco no, but University, I, but I think the record was set like in 17 or something like that, 16 or 17. So it wasn't that long ago. But right. we have we we either have tied it or won away from the record. All time since 1949, they started keeping that stat of number one team in the country in college basketball. I'm really excited about crossing Baylor out and putting somebody else down there. A couple things to note from this week. Kentucky lost their number one spot when they lost to Evansville. Mm -hmm. Evansville's coach, Walter McCarty, who won a national championship at Kentucky, was just relieved of his duties at Evansville for some sexual misconduct. Uh, Duke Louisville just (laughs) played. Louisville beat Duke. At Cameron Indoor Stadium this week, best best win of uh, of Chris Mack's short Louisville Cardinal career by far. Kansas just beat Kansas State the other night, last night. Giant fight. Also, they are going to be losing some of their players for the next few games. Few games minimum. probably. <laughs> Gonzaga, Gonzaga did not lose a game while being number one, <laughs> and now, however. We are on to Baylor. (laughs) So, uh, no dealie departed this week. Uh, We did get some swipe left, swipe right. No get off my lawn. Uh, There's more more to come from the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Can't wait uh, till next week. We got to get dearly departed going again. Dearly departed's got to get going. Uh, I mean, as much as I don't want anyone to die in the sports world. Well, look, RIP to possibly at least one of Kansas's basketball players' careers at Kansas, maybe. Um, RIP to Gonzaga as the number one team in the country. They could go back, though. They could. Potentially. A lot of our dearly departed will never come back. Well, Jesus came back, and he died. Hmm. Well, he didn't really come back, did he? Did he come? Anyway. He's uh, going to come back. I mean, he, like, showed himself, but he never really came back. Oh, so He just kind of showed himself before he, you know, took a trip up top. Uh, I figured you would read the King James version of the Bible. <laughs> don't even know what that means, but it Me was either. a Bible joke. And uh, this happens at the end of every podcast. I know we don't. We know just how to ramble. Do it. <laughs> We're terrible at any podcast. All, All right, so I'm it. just gonna do it. Uh, so next week, uh, Wednesdays, every Wednesday. 10.30-ish on Facebook Live. You can catch us Thursday mornings on all your favorite podcast stations. We appreciate you listening. Hit the subscribe button. Hit a comment. Let us know what you think. And don't forget to turn your headlights on.